Ready? Oh, Danny boy. <laughs> the pipes, the pipes. Exactly. All right, so we have Edel, Adele. This is Bill Nowicki. Welcome to Podcast Movement Sessions, Episode 2. It's Edel Hallen, and she's from Ireland. And by the way, if you meet an Irish person, do not say to them, how long have you been in this country? Because they hear it all the time. That's a quick hint. And guess what? That's what I said to her when I met her back in 2015 in Fort Worth at Podcast Movement. She asked a really cool question in a session I was in, and we just uh, hit it off. And from at least my standpoint, and I'm, I think I can speak for her, she was in a very structured environment. When you're in that environment and you're released at Podcast Movement to kind of explore ideas and pitch things and figure out what you're going to do next, it's just a great environment. And she talks a lot about that during her interview. While I'm thinking of it, go to podcastmovement.com. You can get 2019 tickets in, in Orlando. Now is the cheapest time to get them, so don't wait. And it's going to be a lot of fun just like it was this year in Philadelphia. But I hope you enjoy Episode 2 of Podcast Movement Sessions with my friend Edel Hallen. My mom has a picture of me when I was about five years old sitting in our backyard and I'm wearing headphones listening to the radio. So I would listen to the radio, radio lover. First and foremost, I would cord myself on a tape introducing songs when I was seven, eight years old. I would record music from the radio, record the jocks. I, I just loved radio from a really early age. And it wasn't until I got much older that I realized that I could actually work in radio. Yeah, so working in radio is one thing, but how about stability? For Adele, at least, Edele, I should say, that was pretty important for her. I would listen to this show, and they had producers in the background, radio producers. And I thought, I never wanted to be on the microphone because those heads are usually the first on the chopping block if your ratings aren't good, at least in Ireland. But the people who work behind the scenes, well, they probably get to stick around for a while. It's probably a pretty reliable job. So I thought, that's what I want to do. I want to be a producer on a radio show. Why did you pick reliable versus fun? I, I'm sensible. I, I come from a kind of traditional family. Like, my dad didn't get to go to college, but he wanted all of us to go to college and was like, you got to get a degree, you got to be smart. You know, like, at least if you have a degree, then it's a good starting point. So, I, so you didn't want to flit around and take off and and cause your dad angst. Yeah, and I'm not comfortable with it either. I'm not a, I'm not a much of a risk taker necessarily. Or I'm a risk taker within a safe environment. Yeah, I didn't get that either. She really loved radio and she decided to take a one-year course that included radio. It was a media course. But she worked part-time at a radio station. Then she figured out, well, I'll let you listen to it. Before I left my job in clinical research trials... I ended up getting a part-time job at a radio station working on a show. and working I, was, I thought you were going to say I met my husband, Nick. Oh, no, I had met him already. He was the one who was helping me and supporting me through this year of college again. So, yeah, I had a part-time job working at a radio station. I worked on their show, worked with their promotions team. So working and studying at the same time was just incredibly useful. It was a really quick way to get up to speed, to learn what I was doing, and then to figure out, like, yeah, is this something I, I really want to do with the rest of my life? And it was. And then she came to Houston, Texas. So she came to the U.S. of A. And uh, fun ensued. Then uh, you had this meteoric rise at Houston Public Media. Before you talk about a meteoric rise, let's be realistic. 
hard, right? Like you start in a new city. So I had, when I came to Houston, I had about three or four years radio experience and I thought, oh my God, I will just have the easiest time getting a job. I'll walk in the door. I'll just let people know I've worked in radio and I'll be fine. No, that's not how it works. So what do you think the first job you get when you come to Houston would be? I'll give you a second. They hired me for the rodeo, which goes on throughout the month of March. Some of my duties included shoving black plastic bags into the waistband of my jeans as I walked around in like sticky, sweaty heat of a tent, um, changing out trash bags, cleaning up after people who were drinking and having fun. Well, wait a minute. So what were you interviewing people for the rodeo? No, I was just doing promotions. So I was just representing the station. But like this was some of the work that you that I would do in promotions, right? Like setting up tents. What was the smell like? It wasn't good. Besides the rodeo smell, let's talk about the transition to the American South. I wonder what Irish people sound like to the Americans and vice versa. Did you always know what people were saying with the accent? Yeah. I understand, I understand most people. I, they didn't understand me. I had to really slow down what I was saying and how I was saying it so people could understand me. And I just got a lot of, and you know this, Bill, right? So where are you from? Because no one would listen to what I was saying. They would just hear my accent and listen to my accent and not listen to any of the words. So I'd have to repeat myself a lot. And so I've kind of disguised my accent a little bit more as the years have gone on. Yeah. That, that's how it works, right? Like, that's how you sometimes have to find, get your foot in the door. I always feel like what I, one of the things I've done is I know once I get my foot in the door, I'll be able to prove myself. So the program director allows her to get on the radio, and she's doing a part-time gig. She's enjoying it, but then the program director changed, the format changed, and there's some choices she has to make. I decided I didn't want to be in radio anymore. I was about to leave, I, and I was three months pregnant. Um, Your dream was crushed. It was a little bit because I kind of, I I felt like I tried really hard to get a full-time job at the station and it hadn't worked out for me. And I was, yeah, I was like, I I don't think this is for me. But there was a light at the end of the tunnel and that light was... I'll give you a guess. No, this is actually in the game show. It was public radio. So she got involved with Houston Public Media when one of her friends took a job in Australia. But to be honest with you, she doesn't, she still sounds pretty darn Irish to me. I don't know about you guys. She had a part-time job, had her daughter, came back, got a full-time gig, and then started trying to figure out digital media. I was there at the beginning of, you know, the real transition of them from a classical station and a news station to all news, to really integrating the website into their world, because radio people think about web last, and they shouldn't. I was there to create podcasts, to do these multi-platform projects. So I just, I joined at the right time and was just willing to to give things a try. So that brings us back to 2015. So she's gone from traditional media to digital media, and that brings her to podcast movement, 2015 out of Fort Worth. First podcast movement, how did that affect you? All of those things that happened in my career, I will actually put down to my experience at podcast movement that, that we met at in Fort Worth. One thing, I'd asked my boss if they would pay for me to come to the conference, and, and they didn't. So it was of my own volition that I decided to come and drive to Fort Worth and take this chance on a conference that I had never heard of before I saw the ads on Facebook, that I had no idea whether it would be any use or not. Well, we'll find out if it's any use or not right after we hear from Omni Studio, our sponsor. I have Sharon Taylor here from Omni Studios. What does Omni Studios do, Sharon? Omni Studios is an enterprise podcast host. 
measurement, monetization, podcast hosting, sharing, distribution, the whole nine yards. That's what Omni does. And you have an Australian accent because you're from? New England. No, Australia. Melbourne, Australia. That's, yep, 30 hours away. If I'm a company that's thinking about doing a enterprise-type podcast, you're the guys to do it. I would hope so, yeah, for sure. When you're ready to take your audio to the next level, that's Omni Studio. You don't deal with the content, but you take care of everything downstream. Correct. We're Switzerland in terms of ads and content. So whatever you want to make and however you want to monetize it will help you do that. Otherwise, we're just the tech play. So the best tech in the business. Great. Omnistudios.com. And it was the best experience. It was uh, such a positive group of people to be around. Everyone is so supportive. Everyone wants to help everyone. It is the reason all of the knowledge I got from there, I was able to take back to my station and use and share with other people and add to. And so I think that that is what got me to to where I am today was was that couple of days in Fort Worth and meeting people like you at the time I mean you know this right I came because I wanted to start a podcast and you know we talked about it after the conference and and you and and a couple of others that we met at the conference were being really supportive we're all being very supportive of each other in starting that podcast like come on you can do this like a real great support team as friends do they hold one another accountable and I'm I'm going right for the juggler on this one but uh, yeah, and some of this is uh, kind of a pitch, but I do love podcast movement and what it's all about. And this is kind of the essence of what I think we have going on that's special at podcast movement. <laughs> so what was the podcast that you produced? <laughs> well, so I didn't. That's the thing. So and I would argue that somebody like me, I am unencumbered by being a, a non-professional. True. You just did it. I just freaking did it. You did. And that's the thing. I thought about it too much. Get in your head. Yeah, exactly. And it's so funny because that's exactly what Pat Flynn said in his first keynote. He said, don't. He's like, you are your own worst enemy when it comes to starting a podcast. I thought your first episode was great. It would never, never be published. Yeah, I know. You know. The, you had music. You had all this stuff lined trailer, up. Trailer. I had everything. Yeah, I had like an actual professional musician who does scores for movies do the music for my podcast. I had everything in line. But you know what happened? Okay, I was a little hard on Adele, but she did have a podcast that she produced at work, which she was able to focus on. I, I thought about doing both at the same time. It would have been hard. And I'm a mom and I have limited time. And also I was like, you know what? I just didn't make it a priority. I could have. I could have killed myself to do it, but I didn't make it a priority. And I I was able to scratch that itch by doing the podcast for the station and by doing these cool projects that I felt were making a difference for the organization I was working for and for the community I lived in. I was really happy with with what I was doing. So I didn't feel the need to to do a podcast. Let's... Imagine that someone comes from public radio or a radio station and says, I want to do a podcast, and they come to podcast movement. What would you tell them to do or try? I tell them to just do it. I really would. Like, that's the one mistake that I made. I talked to so many great and useful people the first year I came, and they were like, What's your podcast? And I would explain the pitch and I would lay it out there, and then um, I would go home and not do anything about it. And this is such a great place that if you genuinely really want to make a podcast or make a success of your podcast, then there's nowhere else you need to be than podcast movement. Anyone can have a great idea. It's actually executing the idea. And podcast movement gives you that push to execute it, whether it be because you connect with people like I do with you, Bill, who pushes me to do it, or whether you get that extra piece of information that you didn't know how to do X, Y, Z, and podcast movement gives you that. 
but it is such a great ecosystem. I think, honestly, it is the best place, not just because of the sessions, but just because of the people you meet and the people you talk to in the hallways. It's not, you know, it's not like you can go to the sessions and there are definitely some, I'm sure they're of interest, but the more people you talk to, the you'll get so much energy and you will walk away so psyched. So the first thing you need to do when you leave podcast movement, if you were thinking about doing a podcast, is go home and bloody well make that podcast. End of story. What's your future look like? What do you, what do you predict going to be your future five years from now? You know, I don't know. I would love to say my future will involve audio, but I'm not sure about that anymore. You'll be speaking like to people is that what I mean by audio I want to get more specific because that's pretty general it is pretty general so I, I got you on that one you did so I think my my original future uh when I left my original future this is getting way too confusing it is but you look you you asked it's all your fault what I originally thought I was going to do it's way was, more fun to do this it is is to stay in radio and I would always be in radio and I would always be making radio in some form and now I've sort of done that and I found myself in other realms where I can have more influence and make more of a difference and it may not necessarily be in radio or in audio so I don't know what the next five years hold in store I'd love to think I could create help companies organizations newspapers whatever create podcasts but I don't know okay and you go to I don't know.com and you can (laughs) Send an email to Adele at I don't know dot com. Yeah, suggestion. Could you please tell me what to do with the rest of my life? Because when I'm a grown up, I don't know. Oh, well, you're selling yourself short. You get a, so many skills that uh, the world needs to. You need to put yourself out there, Adele. I'm going to call you out. You're going to name your podcast and it's going to be called. <sighs> Sigh. <laughs> the podcast that was never Sigh. made. No, I like that one. Sigh. It's always a pleasure catching up with you and uh it's been fun and i hope to see you at future podcast movement conferences and we can track you i hope so too and gps tracking and <laughs> gps podcast tracking it's very specific no one of the things i want to say for people who are listening to these sessions and trying to figure out what the hell they want to do or how they're going to start is it doesn't get much better than a creative space like podcast movement so Come to the conference if you've never been, at least once, you know, scramble the money together, figure it out, and just talk to people. You've got to meet a whole bunch of strangers. That's how it works. We're all in this together. Everyone knows that we have to say hello to complete strangers, and you never know what's going to come out of those random conversations. So be open, be willing, and make it. Make it. Make it. Make don't, it. Don't do what I did. Make the podcast. All right. Well, thank you so much, Adele. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> thank you, Bill. You too. All right, there you have it. Just start, do it, and then learn as you go. If you're interested in learning more about the conference, go to podcastmovement.com and tell a couple friends about the show, Podcast Movement Sessions. We'd love to hear from you and go to the podcast app and give us a review. And we made it to, I think, 19 in the country in technology. So really happy about that. And we're excited about the next few shows and you'll enjoy them. And thanks once more to Edel Hallen and the rest of the folks at Podcast Movement for a great conference and Omni Studio for their sponsorship. Check them out.